0: Is Tia Smote and I am reporting for the projector at RCP. and here I have with me Stephanie Wright. Um, Stephanie thank you so much uh, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: My name is Stephanie Wright and I am first I'm a mother, I'm a wife and I'm a longtime Red River College Polytech employee for actually it'll be 10 years next year.
0: Oh wow what do you do mm-hmm. with the, what do you do with the college?
1: My present and favourite role, like no offence to my other role, but I um, am the coordinator for the Indigenous Support Centre. So anything that, like any of our spaces, I coordinate those schedules and bookings, and I also get to work with the elders. And I, I help them get to where they need to be and get them all the logistics covered so they can just do their good work and then I can take care of the operations for them.
0: What is an elder exactly, if you could explain? well, in our
1: indigenous culture, mm-hmm. um an elder would be there uh, sometimes people they'll compare them to different really religious people, but there' there's they're so much more than that. there are are leaders in community. They have the knowledge of how we've been doing things for decades, and on top of that, they have seven generations of experiences that they have had passed down from their families and their grandmothers mm-hmm. and grandfathers. And they help us guide. They help guide us in a good way, or they try to anyway. And <laughs> we do our our best to uh, hold up their teachings and walk in a good way with them.
0: Yeah, especially, I think it's very important that we know that we have you to go to for any questions. In our creative communications program, we just finished reading Seven Fallen Feathers. And yeah, we're we're set out to do um, a lot of these assignments that are very enlightening. And so I I do want to say thank you for offering those services to us. It's very honoring to me to, to be here and interviewing you.
1: Well, you guys deserve the support. I can't say that enough
0: is you deserve the support of the elders absolutely yesterday I went and signed the pledge was it yesterday no it's uh, two days ago on the twelfth right and that's where we met and i Ooh, I yeah. was really interested in in your story and what pink shirt day means to you and um if so if you could explain to us what to you pink shirt day is and and really what it might mean to you and our community
1: well I well, Try not to get emotional. I am the, I call myself a transparent. I didn't invent it. I picked it up from somebody on TikTok and I just loved it. And yeah, so, because I do like to live transparently and, and openly and honestly and like to just, yeah, be my most authentic self. And I have always raised my children to do the same. And I've always raised my children that their sexuality or their romantic nature and their gender are on a spectrum. And even though we've addressed that, of course, there's that binary that society tries to fit us into. But about a couple months into the pandemic in 2020, my teenager comes down and we always had the pulse on what our at the time our our son lucas we always knew that lucas liked girls but so we we just never gave anything a thought so I always raised them as a cisgendered boy and I was just like okay I just know that you never have to define yourself at this age so they come back and they said you know what I think I'm trans and could have knocked us over with a feather because we realized in hindsight that all the time up until they were 14 years old they were so busy being a kid they didn't worry about gender and as they were coming of age they starting to realize that the gender that they were being assigned didn't quite fit they always were kind of anti-toxic masculinity and stuff like that but they never you know they were just very they fit in with everyone and they were just always happy in in most situations so you know after like you know we had a just a five-minute conversation and they went back upstairs, And my husband just looked at me and said, "Did that just happen?" And we go running back upstairs. and And my husband's like, "We didn't hug you. We didn't tell you we love you anyway. We didn't, didn't, <laughs> <quite> <laughs> the same we didn't all do all, yeah, We didn't yeah. do all the things we're supposed to do." And she's like, "No, because it's not a big deal in our family." And it's just, you know, yeah. it's just kind of, so there were some things that we had to, to change. Like, you know, we had to, they, they didn't know quite where they were on the spectrum. They just knew that they were more femme. Uh, and so we just kind of, we I said, okay, like, let's start day one non-binary. And we went with that. And then she just built her new, like after about six months, she's like, no, I think I'm a she. And I always loved the name Elizabeth. And she's like, you know, she decided to honor us by still going with a name that we might have chosen for her. So that was really kind of her. It meant a lot because we worked really hard to name her the name Lucas. <laughs> so, but what was really neat was I didn't realize how much it had affected me. You know, daily we would talk about, you know, things that she needs at being a girl now that she has to be aware of and that she has to be safe, safe for. Like we had to do a complete 180, on safety situations and we have lectures on cabs, leaving your drink down. Before it was make sure your, your friends that are girls don't put their drink down and walk away from it. Make sure, you know, like, yeah, keep an eye out on your friends at, at parties and make sure that they don't leave with somebody. Now we're like, we're telling her all those beware situations and, but it was really neat when we were, touring uh, Manitowabi Badazi Gay during the construction with the elders and Fred, President Fred was taking us around and we just, we we were taken to the washrooms and I just got choked up and I started tearing and he's like, what? I said, they're gender neutral bathrooms here and my kid plans on coming here. They will never have to hold it till they go home again yeah and it's such a small privilege that we all take for granted and I also find that it's become such a hot button issue when it's really so basic everyone like it's just going to the bathroom
0: yeah
1: that's all there's nothing Sexual now, not I'm one of the things the they're bathroom. saying is
0: now. they need, they need more gender-neutral bathrooms, especially in the old building, so that they don't have to walk, you know, ten minutes from one class to go to the bathroom, and then they, now their breaks are so ten minutes. They're saying is it long enough? <laughs> or yeah! we'll give us longer breaks? I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So they need more more gender-neutral, not just in that building. I think personally, yeah. but yeah, because it's just bathrooming. Yeah,
1: that's, that's all. Tini- it that's
0: thing, all it right? is. Yep.
1: And it's, it's, it's so strange that something so small means so
0: much. Wouldn't think it's a huge deal, but it's a big deal. (laughs) It's a big deal. We we like to, we like to, who knew we'd like to be?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whether we like to or not, we have no choice. Exactly. Who knew we needed
0: to? Oh, who knew that was a thing? (laughs) Exactly. I'm, I'm so proud that your, your child is able to come to our college and, you know, not feel discriminated, just be them. Like, that's what I would like to do is just be me. You know, just be you. (laughs) What what kind of challenges do you think? I think that this kind of applies Mm -hmm. to everybody, for LGBTQIA plus inclusivity. What challenges do you think we might be facing at the college right now?
1: I think you made a really great point in the sense that upgrading old facilities to represent our, our EDI. I think keeping ahead of the curve is can be a challenge because because we are a post secondary education it it's really important and I I almost it's always imprinted on my head something that Marie Sinclair said is that education got us into this problem and education is the way out. So we can't wait and see what say, like, you know, Manitoba Hydro is doing or, you know, like what other like corporations are doing, we have to be in front of what's ahead, just like the slogan said. And it's got to be the same with our EDI practices.
0: Do you know if the staff go through any like mandatory workshops or training?
1: Absolutely. Do you know what, what's really great is Carla Kimatch brought in the Four Seasons of Reconciliation, which most of the students know about because it's becoming mandatory for all students and, and it's been mandatory for staff to all learn. Okay. So everybody gets a deep dive into how colonization has impacted and it's not just that it's 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 impacted our indigenous communities like the worst, of course. But it also really strongly impacts the uh, indigiqueer two spirited plus the LGBTQQIA plus community as well, because it's that pre-colonial. We had two spirited people. There were not just two genders. There were many genders and there was a place for everyone. Everyone had responsibilities and every gender had responsibilities. And I think that it's important to learn that so we can figure out how to get that back or make that fit in today's society because there's more than enough room for it.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Are there any messages or anything you'd like to relay to our youth? especially our Indigenous youth, but um, our youth in general. If something makes you uncomfortable that other people are accepting of
1: and are making room for, I challenge you to do your research and deep dive and find out what you can do to open your mind and your heart to include. You'll be amazed at what you will learn, and how good for you it is, and how happy you will be, because it is way, I am a much happier person that I'm accepting, and that I make room than if I was a closed-off person, Mm -hmm. that I just think about all of the friendships that I wouldn't have, I just think about all the people I'd miss out on, and that makes me really sad. So deep dive and and find out more, find out why you're uncomfortable, look deep.
0: What do you think we could do as a society just to be more inclusive or just improve our outlook on gender diversity? I think your t-shirt
1: says it best, just be kind. It's okay to not know what you don't know and you don't have to pretend you do. You just lead, let your heart push you forward and you'll be amazed at what you'll learn. And I do think that Red River's doing great. Like, I really do. Like, I think that they're, like, when I, I, like, I go to U of W part-time. And I think we're doing awesome. Yeah. And it's not just because I work here. I'm like, yeah,
0: so yeah. I mean, with the, like, our schools growing up never had gender neutral washrooms, never had posters, no. never had workshops, never had nothing. Do you know what one
1: else? other thing, too, Tia, that I forgot to mention? That we also have um, um, gender and sexual diversity training for staff now. Yeah. I'm 47. I didn't know until my 30s that that I was bisexual. Like, I didn't figure... I'd been married for 10 years by then. And it's not that I've been dating or anything like that. But now I look back and I'm like, yeah, I'm like oh, sure, it's I'm just that
0: both. in the 90s... <laughs> Yeah, it just wasn't an option yeah it was just I went spoken to, about in school nothing like nobody it was just everybody was it was very taboo and mm-hmm. was so fun. I'm just like okay well I'll just focus on this half <laughs> Yeah, because and I didn't even
1: understand that about myself I had no like it was just it was something like that was weird and unacceptable so then I thought there was something wrong with me and it is so much better now like, there's a ways to go, though. Like, yeah. and sometimes it's exhausting. But then you have a good night's sleep and you take another crack at it in the morning. Activism is exhausting. <laughs> oh, well,
0: thank you. So this is Tia Smoat signing off. And this is Stephanie Wright. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? Keep loving, everyone. Oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> and have a great day. Thanks, Kia. Thank you. So Super
1: much. flattered.